Hello, Annie Trenders. Coming to you from my kitchen counter. It's the Anime Trending Podcast. I am James, your usual host, and joining me are the usual suspects. Introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. This is Gracie, jumping hop, uh, jumping back and forth between Girl Taku and the main Anime Trending Podcast. And this is Nico, and I am trying to record a podcast and find some last-minute holiday shopping. Ah, we love the last-minute holiday shopping. It's actually why I am the only one in my house right now. My parents have meetings, and um, my sister is out doing some some random shopping. I had I took care of mine already because I had to do it before I flew home for the holidays, which makes me feel very accomplished. Anyways, yes, it's still the holidays. I think we covered this uh, last episode, so I won't get too much into it. But it's winter time, and we're recording, and it's anime trending award season. And that's also why we're recording. So last episode, we talked about the Winter and Spring Anime of the Year nominees. And while normally we would want to hop right into Summer and Fall nominees, we're still waiting for Fall season to end. So while we wait for that to happen, we'll be talking about something else. But speaking of the Fall season not ending yet, we have, I believe, the last chart check of the year. Yep. That, well, actually, I think tomorrow is the last one because it's the couples charts. But uh, after, oh, but anime of the week, yes, it's already a- been. anime yeah. of the week. Yeah, yeah, that's usually what we we do. So this is the last one. This was uh, published on the 18th of December, and let's get to it. In first place, we have Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. In second place, we have Bochi the Rock. In third place, we have Mob Psycho 100 Season Three. In 4th place, we have Spy Family Part 2. In 5th place, we have Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. In 6th place, we have Chainsaw Man. In 7th place, we have The Eminence in Shadow. In 8th place, we have Akiba Made War. In ninth place, we have Blue Lock. In 10th place, we have More Than a Married Couple, But Not Lovers. I, I, I was about to just keep reading the, down the rest of the chart. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, that's the uh, that's the chart. Again, our I think Witch from Mercury was number one last week. And I think so that, that holds. And then looks like both Chi and Mob Psycho 100 swapped places. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, rel- we've reached near the end of the season. The charts tend to stabilize because it's become sort of increasingly clear which anime have been very consistent in storytelling animation and everything and so uh i hate saying this but it gets a little boring near the end of the season so yeah normally i think the only time that we see any major changes is if there's somehow like a major twist in one of the shows that nobody saw coming yes or which is which is what I would prefer over the the alternative, which is you usually see a huge change in the rankings if one show's production just craters yeah. during like the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, I I I'll take boring to be perfectly honest. I mean, there's definitely that subset of people who would really like. I mean, the Mobile Suit Gundam on top and Bochi the Rock slowly climbing up. I mean, if we look at even like week one, where where was Bochi at from there? I think that it was really eight. Has been the like most... they were actually in top ten, but not like number one, number two, and number three sort of ranking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. If we were to sunset this uh, this season, I think Bochi the Rock, I think was the one that no one really saw coming, getting all the way up here. 
Absolutely. Definitely. Because, like, Spy Family, Mob Psycho 100, Bleach, Chainsaw Man, those all have, like, pretty solid hype behind it. Um, Witch from Mercury is a Sunrise production, and they have a... They are consistent, if nothing else. So they their production quality is usually pretty good. Normally, the reason why they don't make it that high up on the charts is because the subject matter of, you know, fighting robots is usually not enough to pull in a mass audience. But now that you have, uh, what teenage angst and romance thrown in, mm-hmm. uh, we love that. So, so one other question. So this is the last last chart of the year for the week ten. There's not going to be like a week eleven because, from what I understand. Mob Psycho 100's last episode is airing like literally today. Yep, today was uh, the last one. As, as time of recording. So it's actually kind of interesting how that's not tracked at that pop spot. But like you could definitely see um, if there was like a theoretical next week. Like I, I could make the argument that Mob Psycho would have gotten the big push um, at the end only because it's like that rare anime that has like actually got a full completed story at this point yeah i think all that's left is i don't think we have had last week advantage yet have we uh no i don't think so okay so technically so it's not like a week 11 it's more like the last chart of the entire season is probably going to get released next week where um whoever gets number one has last week advantage and then um and then that finalizes all who's going to be the nominees and who's going to win the seasonal awards. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we still have that. So I think mob mob fans in the chat, um, you have your last chance. Um, yeah. Don't it, despair. Don't despair. Yeah. <laughs> unless this, uh, unless this podcast is being published, like after, after, after the Saturday. window to vote is already out, then it's uh, too bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just thinking about when the holidays are and how I don't want to like make our wonderful, wonderful editor have to like do work during Christmas. So, who knows? Uh, if if the polls are still open, you have a chance. If not, mm, that's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, speaking of polls, speaking of awards, seasons, the end, the end of an era that is the era of 2022. Uh, let's get on to today's main topic. We're talking about characters, uh, mostly our Boy and Girl of the Year awards. Very, very popular, very contentious. Uh, we have a lot of really good characters in the running. So to keep things relatively organized, here's my proposal. We'll go through Best Boy and then Best Girl, and everybody's going to name their favorite and everybody's going to name the one they like the least. And I'm including Matt mostly because I want to hear Nick. Uh, we know who Nick I is like going to say. I like how you used a singular uh, noun to describe that. Because actually, it's plural. But for the same reason. <laughs> oh, okay. Excellent. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, it's a plural. <laughs> You're looking at the list. Yep. <laughs> I love I love the the way it's organized here. Because it looks like Lloyd is just in between the two edgelords and is surprised that he's been placed there. <laughs> His <good>. face, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, does anybody want to go first for their favorites? Or should I should I set the pace? You set the pace. You're the host. <laughs> I'm the host. All right. Look, if there's anything I've learned while being a host for things that aren't podcasts and mostly social events, it's always good to let your guests choose first. And while you are my co-hosts, 
since I'm the main host, that means that you are technically my guests. Alrighty, enough of the, enough uh, beating around the bush. The thing about Boy of the Year is that it's really hard for me to pick one because I'm I'm not partially because I haven't seen that many uh, as many of the shows uh, that these characters are from to begin with. That but also, like a you problem. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, oh, it is very it is very much a me problem. Absolutely. Uh, we've we've covered this several times so far this season. Of James is really bad at staying on top of shows. Uh, but of all the nominees we've uh, we've got, I'd like to I'd probably like to vote for Gojo because I think he's the coolest guy to like hang out with. Everybody else seems well. He's got some people that I would actively avoid. Uh, some that seem okay, but and some of them are just like ah, that's a that's a dude with a family. Uh, admittedly, I know a couple folks with families. They're all pretty cool dudes, but as far as like someone I would invite to like go to an event or just hang out in general gojo's my my go-to guy i appreciate his his love for his hobby um because i also have hobbies that i i devote a decent amount of time to oh like this one <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry it was a bad joke um I think that that's the main thing is he's just a normal, well-adjusted guy, which sounds really boring, but in anime, that's such a rare thing for a main character for them to be like pretty normal. And also I just don't find any of the rest of the characters that appealing. Do you think like when you say normal, do you think like it's more like he, he's well-adjusted and confident in what he does? Because like Gojo and my dress of darling is like traditionally like, like he's he's his hobbies are just traditionally not really um like not his not hobbies are, conforming, are if that makes sense or it's a lot, a lot yeah softer, he makes dolls makes like, dolls yeah it's it's like a thing where it's like something that could get discouraged um but because he's got that whole idea of like he he knows what he likes what he enjoys and doing that um I think he's got that self confidence um yeah about that it's I mean all of his insecurities are perfectly perfectly understandable. But despite those, he still chooses to do what he likes to do. Like he's super, he has that kind of like childhood trauma of being teased for liking dolls. But at the same time, he's like, yeah, I get anxious about that, but that's not going to stop me from doing what I like. Like I would rather have, I would rather have no friends and be able to, uh, to pursue my hobby than have to give up my hobby in order to try to make friends. Uh, and that's some, that's actually kind of some chat energy right there. Um, yeah, exactly. Like someone would just yell at him, like, "Ah, you play with dolls," and he just, yes. He's like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He refuses to elaborate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, having what might be tr- considered, uh, honestly, saying that he just plays with dolls is a very reductive way of viewing For it. For sure, and, yeah. <laughs> and so then saying that it's like a quote unquote feminine hobby to play with dolls, it's like, yeah, but you're you're making an assumption about something that's already incredibly broadly generalized. Um, and I think there was actually a point raised either in the anime or like later in the manga, maybe something that hasn't been adapted yet, but it comes, you know, it, it, the, the whole like, Oh, he makes dolls thing is like revealed to a bunch of, I'll just say normies in this case. And they're a little bit, and he's super nervous that he's going to get judged. And then one of them's like, yeah, that's totally normal. Like look at all these male fashion designers like they make dresses, they make high heels, they make all this other stuff, and they're all dudes. Um, so 
Yeah. We love a we love a guy that that pursues his hobbies and doesn't really he he does care what other people think, but not that much. Um as far as who I don't want to win, hmm. I there's I'm going to assume it's one of the one of the people from the shows I haven't watched because all the shows that I have seen here with characters um they're kind of neat. I think of of the shows I've seen probably like Shinpei from Summertime Rendering, he's he's an interesting choice. Um and that's more because of I don't know necessarily I think it would come down to like a degree of agency. Um I don't know this is based purely off the manga because is I don't think the anime is out in the US yet. Uh and so that has kind of I don't remember him doing I feel like he could have done more as like a character in the situation he was in. Um sometimes it does feel like he does he is he the actions he take are like the the only ones that are available to him and that does move the story along which i enjoy as somebody that doesn't like things just like spinning in place but once you kind of reflect on it it makes it look like they don't have any agency over over their part in the story but uh, that's I very read, uh, spoilers for summertime rendering because i couldn't wait essentially and i'll yeah. agree with you on that because at a certain point he was starting to piss me off mainly because i just felt like sometimes he was just so dumb like there's just like i read like like one of the moments he messed up and it was literally because like he got like this mark on his arm and stuff like that and i was like literally the first thing i would do is tell everyone and be like yo what is this mark on my arm someone tell me what it is and he just thought it was like fine and dandy to just leave it there and didn't tell anyone and obviously like like i read a very like a wikipedia summary so it's quite detailed actually uh, so obviously him not telling anyone about the mark on his arm is later like what causes problems and i'm just like so much could have been avoided if he just did what a normal person would do and just tell someone so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah also like wikipedia summaries I, I try to avoid those just because it does get they do get detailed to the point of like well what's the point of even watching Dude, it now? I am surprised at how detailed it is. Like I feel like I'm gonna go in and know exactly what's going to happen. So, all right. Well, that's my uh, those are my favorite and I suppose least favorite um, of the nominees. Uh, Gracie, you want to go next? Sure. So my favorite is kind of hard to pick because I'm actually, I'm not very good with picking favorites. So it's more like I have like anime characters that I am okay with winning and anime characters I'm not okay with winning. Can we do that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah that's uh, a good as idea. long as it's, yeah, that works. As long as it's like not a total like perfect split. Please tell me you've narrowed it down to like two or three. Huh? Say that again. Sorry. <laughs> If you have net narrowed down to like two or three from each of like ones you're okay with and ones you're not okay with. Oh, um, sure. So, um, <laughs> sure. That's that's a sure that sounds like hmm, that is not the case. But fine, no, I'll humor you. No, it's not the case. I'm actually uh, okay. just go off. Then. I'm okay with the majority of the uh the best boys here. Like a Shinpei, like even though I just ranted about how Shinpei annoyed me, ultimately I think like he like. Based on the Wikipedia summary, I think that he did take charge at the end, and so 
Uh, so that is fine as well. Um, I guess if I had to pick one, like who I would personally vote for, it would either be Bochi because uh, I would love to see a male deaf character win a best boy. And he's just so cute and adorable. Like, you know, who wouldn't want him to be best boy? Um, and then on top of that, I just think his fighting style is really cool about like using pressure points and stuff like that, simply because that is an actual uh, style of like fighting and at least definitely in ancient China back in the days of the emperors and the dynasties and like the 800s per se. Uh, where people who might be physically weak actually can still defend themselves. So I thought that was really cool. Um, obviously, uh, I just realized there's a speech misspelling, and I'm going to have to go bother the people on the website about this. But uh, obviously, Lloyd is a fan favorite amongst women, and I am women. Women is me. <laughs> so um, so there's also that as well. And yeah, I a lot of them I am genuinely okay with. Uh, winning uh the person that i am really 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 not okay with winning is uh yuichi katagiri from tomodachi game because i just hated that <laughs> anime i'm sorry <laughs> why are you apologizing you, i think that's a that's pretty preaching to the choir here <laughs> so much it's like even the parts where he was supposed to be smart i'm just like even the parts where he was supposed to be smart i'm just like i could think of like 10 better solutions for this and, I, and i'm not even saying like because i'm smart or i'm bragging it's just his ideas are dumb guys like that's all there is to say so i don't know he just like he annoys me and I get like what he's going for, but I just, and this is unfortunately like, tied in with my experience of the anime rather than the character itself. I just remember at the end, I hated it so much that I would just leave the tab and just let the episode play. And I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, and because, you know, they're talking <laughs> Japanese, so I don't yeah, know what they're talking yeah. about. And then I like every five minutes go in and read the subs and be like, oh my God, stupid stuff is still happening. Leave the town running and just do my own stuff. And so oh my, God. My, my experience was just so miserable with the anime that I just hate the characters whenever I see it. And then, and then people online like loved him and they're like, oh my gosh, he's the next edgelord and stuff. And I'm just like, guys, he's, he's, he's really not that smart. Anyone with like a bit of like, social intelligence would know <laughs> about these things. And so, um, so basically, I really don't want him to win. Good news is I don't think he's going to win, uh, but like I feel like people have already forgotten all about him, but still, I don't want him to win. So <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say like because the the Venn diagram of people who would vote for Yuichi, I feel like would vote for Kiyotaka from Classroom of the Elite. Yep. Yep. Yeah, First, that Venn diagram is a circle um because I, I was gonna say like if you had to choose one of the two i would i think i think kiyotaka beats it out whereas yuichi's kind of like the imitation character yeah but, see like, i i was also thinking between those two i do ultimately think uh, ayo nokoji is better so and i'm not just saying it as like oh he's edgier as in like if i had a watch between those two i would like without hesitation <laughs> choose ayo nokoji yeah yeah no <laughs> like ironically i 
I think I liked Tomodachi game more. I, I think I think I hated Class of New Elite like way harder for a variety of reasons, which I'll get into on when I get to hold the magic talking stick. <laughs> do you want to do it now? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, oh gosh, so Tomodachi game is like really dumb with like very little intelligence going into it. But like I think they both have the problem of like they're really really dumb pretentious shows. And I felt like a lot of shows can either be dumb or pretentious, but they can't they can't be both because otherwise it makes me feel like the author is like writing something that doesn't they don't know what the heck they're talking about and trying to sound super smart over it. Um, and so Tomodachi game does that a lot by just trying to apply like a bunch of game theory um, to a lot of these situations where it's like Yuichi's the smartest person in the room, but they don't have to elaborate until like three or four episodes in where the, the the viewer is just gonna accept whatever explanation they have to give even though there's just no um no foreshadowing and no like way to actually reliably figure out what's going to happen from what that what do you mean there's no foreshadowing didn't you watch the op where like half his face got mysteriously half shadowed? his face <laughs> is like scary he's like i'm got the i got the scary smile like I, I feel like every red flag character has that same scary smile but so it's just like i don't yeah but only it's the, it's the i'm crazy look but i don't only like that satoru yeah. gojo from a jujutsu kaisen pulls it off <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um classroom of the elite i don't know where can i say on this one um i think i think it sets the tone where every episode is like a quote from some random philosophy part and that's also part of it where i feel like some of it is misused in a lot of ways where it's just kind of vaguely taking like the quote verbatim like either the words had like a common adjective to describe like what was going to happen in the plot of the this week's episode or like like it just it was it felt like that was such surface level knowledge in that case that also kind of gets me onto that dumb and pretentious vibe and like hiotaka is like an interesting character in the sense that he's not interesting at all except for the fact that he's just been like the raging psychopath in the background that has been like kind of slowly manipulating everything going in and like for season one i think it is an interesting character where like you don't really know what the end game is but then season two i think when they finally are like revealing that he has been like the most obvious like kind of sociopath in the whole like school that is where it kind of falls off the rails where like he kind of is stops being like subtle in his actions it's a lot more like blatantly manipulative or like things that like other people should be able to call out within the plot but like don't and that's the part where I get really frustrated where, like, I feel like the plot ends up making everybody stupid just to make Kiyotaka smart. Like, because because he's able to just, like, like it's these things where, like, I don't think it, it holds up to, like, the basic scrutiny. Same thing, same thing with Yuichi in a way, but there's just not enough characters that he has to interact with in Tomodachi game to, like, give me that same level of, like, cognitive dissonance that I feel when I'm watching Classman Elite. Like, it's just, like... Does that make sense? Or, like, how do I... How else do I describe it? Because, like... It... I don't know. I I enjoyed the making everyone else really dumb so that he can appear smart. Because that is definitely, like, a cop-out when it comes to writing characters. And you'll see it happen in other shows as well. Just, like, 
which is honestly then this is part of the reason why i never i don't write but sometimes i'll do like role-playing game stuff uh, i will never try to make a character smarter than i can reasonably pull off because <laughs> at some point it's going to be revealed that whoever is creating this character just doesn't doesn't have it in them to to make someone like you know that that meets that level of intelligence and yeah I don't wanna... see this is also why i won't and never will write sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> all my characters are gonna be dumb as rocks and if they're not dumb as rocks they're gonna be average <laughs> isn't that like literally what kiyotaka's like entire beginning was was that i'm just an average person until i wasn't and then well no so okay so this is going a bit into the anime itself i will say that i enjoyed the first season classroom of the elite better than the second one for a number of reasons because obviously because as not great as the production was in the first season it still was 10 times better than the monstrosity that we got for the second season uh but Specifically, there was one direction choice that I did think was really well done with uh, with uh, Ayo no Koji in the first season because they didn't really narrate his inner monologues in the first season. It was just him doing things and him seemingly getting dragged in and like him agreeing because he's too lazy to disagree and stuff like that. So like you knew something sketchy was going on with him the whole time, but it's like at a certain point by 11 episodes when he's still just going along with people and doing like what they ask of him, you're just like, oh, maybe he's just one of those like secretly talented generic anime protagonists, you know, that's sort of a self insert for a lot of people, for a lot of the uh, people watching and stuff like that until he pulled out the final line, which is the only time you actually hear his inner monologue uh, uh, narr- narrated, which is when he was like, <clears throat> Which is when he was like, yeah, uh, sorry, I don't see you as a friend. I don't really see anyone as a friend. I'm just here to, like, accomplish my own things and, like, use you guys however I want. So that was a good twist, and that was why Classroom of the Elite made a big impact on it. Because even for me, I remember that ending since... By, like I said, by 11 episodes of not hearing his inner monologue, I was like, okay, maybe he really is just that other type of generic protagonist rather than the sketchy one that's like hanging in the shadows and stuff like that. But then he pulls that 180. But then in the second season, they just decide to narrate all his inner monologue. So every single thought process, every single quote unquote master plan, all that we all know from the get go. So his whole, like, you know, seemingly like going under the radar makes no sense anymore because you literally know exactly what he's thinking and doing and so um and so that's why and i do know that apparently the light novels actually take more of like the first anime or the first season's route where it's just like it doesn't really narrate his thoughts a lot of times it just describes what he's doing and stuff like that which makes him a lot more like hard to predict while reading and also a lot more interesting to read because you don't really know what his plan actually is versus whatever the heck the anime adaptation decided to go with so yeah and that is such an interesting point about if the light novels ironically don't give you as much insight in his head because i know i've seen other criticisms of other shows like with uh promise neverland season one there's like a lot of scenes where there's not 
there's no monologue in the anime adaptation, but then the manga might have one of the characters like narrating his thoughts as he's going down, but they're able to kind of convey that like through the, the manga, the, the anime's um, animation at that point, which again, it, it's, it's a spot where I'm like, I feel like less is more in a lot of ways, especially with oh, yeah, out characters. Yeah. Cause like if a character is like kind of wearing themselves on the sleeve, it, it, it isn't as interesting cause there's not really a lot to think about if that's all they got going for it um, no i agree i remember that critique of <clears throat> of promise neverland season one as well and i completely disagreed with those people because they're like you know they're just like you don't feel the gravity of like how scared norman feels i'm like um he's literally on his knees and trembling i think i feel the gravity i don't need to hear his thoughts to know that <laughs> so uh so i completely agree with you on that and uh, and I, yes, so I, that's why a lot of, uh, so that's why the more critical light novel readers who actually distinguish between the anime and the light novel series as like separate products have said that like Ayo no Koji in the light novel is just a hundred times more interesting than the anime with how they've portrayed him because how it's written is just, oh, he looks like this and he reacts like this and he says this and he seems annoyed and stuff like that. So it's basically like, even by then you're like, okay, you know he's masterminding and pulling puppet strings and stuff like that. But you're like, what is he doing? What is he trying to do? You don't know. They don't tell you. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so so right now it's like, if I were to make my, my choice, like I'm just going to be basing it off of the animation itself, which yep. in this mm -hmm. case, it's, it's constantly season two unfortunately so i i don't think ayana koji is gonna get my vote for this year um but i know that there's a huge amount of base that would vote based off of just light novel performance i think that's okay i don't think it's wrong if someone does that i just know that um this is what i'm going off of in my mind to make my decisions so um it's hard to like i guess separate the um what's it called like like the actual source material versus like what what god actually adapted um, mm -hmm. well we 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 discussed that a couple times when we do other nominations of like base this on the anime as opposed to like what you have read or consumed of source material because that you know th this usually comes up when it uh when it comes to like how well an adaptation is done but sometimes like the source material is way better than any particular show uh and sometimes it's the other way around and so you know picking based on which of the two formats is better when you're only really voting for one of them is a little, you know, it's a little against the, the spirit of, of how we're trying to do things. Mm -hmm. If we were going to go off of what, who I want for best boy. I mean, I, I do like Boji. I do like Gojo. I think, I think Lloyd was my favorite for this year. I think he had a really fun energy presence um, because a lot of the reasons, things that I, I thought in spy family, made me laugh the most was just kind of hearing his inner monologue and planning and just kind of no his words yes yes like, because so many wrenches are getting thrown into it it's it's more fun when you see a plan like fall to pieces than it is where you see him perfectly plan out everyone's next five steps <laughs> no you're absolutely right spy family utilizes the inner monologue as a writing technique very very well it works and so it's not it's not revealing anything it's not slogging anything it enhances the story so uh, and 
you know, by that point, you know, when we were talking about the light novel, I would argue that the author for the light novel for Classroom of Delete doesn't use inner monologue as a writing technique as well to a good point. Obviously, the anime did not take an example from that. So, <laughs> uh, but it was just, uh, but, but you're right in the fact that like his inner monologue is very interesting and enhances him and the writer absolutely knows what they are doing when they use it. So... Yeah, I think I think um, Lloyd's monologue is is interesting, and there's a couple different ways you can approach it. One is that it, Spy Family is a comedy, and so the the gap between this like composed exterior and the chaotic interior is supposed to be the part that's funny. And then something that also makes it really easy to be like, yeah, we'll just see what's inside everybody's minds is that one of the characters is literally a telepath. So even if we didn't get the monologue, we were still going to get some of it anyways. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and the, the irony comes in where, like, Lloyd thinks he's the one making the secret plan, that he's the only one who understands it, but then it's like, <laughs> Anya has has access to that information, too. Um, yeah. It's great. It's it's everybody has has something, like, Spy Family is, is, like, everybody has something and then lacks something else. So Anya, like, has all this information, but lacks a lot of the physical ability to do anything because she's, like, five years old. And then Yor has all this physical ability and kind of lacks the planning aspect of things. And then, um, you know, Lloyd has both kind of the mental and physical ability, but lacks the ability, lacks control essentially over what's, over what's happening. And so therefore can't execute, you know, even though he can and knows how to, there are factors outside of his control that prevent him from. And he has like every resource goals. he possibly could need too, because he's got like, their entire he's got, spy budget. He's got a government spy agency yeah. behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Literally calls in every single spy in the agency to a castle in the middle of nowhere just so that he can get his his adopted daughter. That was a to... really good episode. I think that one is it's so good. It, that one might be on our list of best episode. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, the, the drunk witch Yortisha. <laughs> Also, quick question. Oh. We all love yeah. Kaguya-sama, right? Like, all of us here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Why did none of us mention Shiro Kane? <laughs> because Kaguya-sama won last year for Best Boy. Yeah. And, like, Sh- Shiro Gane had his chance last year, too. So yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't have anything else really to say about him. Like, I wonder if all of the Kaguya fans who helped last year win. What's his name? Ishigami. Ishigami. Ishigami, yeah. Um, Ishigami win, and like, they they could all band together and help Shiragami win this year as well. Um, I don't think it makes a compelling narrative, but I think it's funny as a possibility. For me, I think the reason why I, I didn't bring up um, Shiragami as much is because, like, Kaguya-sama has gotten, the show has gotten its opportunity to be showcased in, in previously. Like, uh, the shows we've been talking more are all like this year and they've yeah they've they've got more coming or more currently airing um but they're they're still more recent and so i'll i will usually pick something that's newer as opposed to a sequel or a set of sequels because we like things that are new and shiny because i have the attention span of a hyperactive gerbil anyway it's time to talk about best girl oh god (laughs) You know I have opinions on this category every year, and every year the voters curse me, so I yeah, am ready. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing if it all falls to pieces for you. I'm still laughing at 
I think it was, I think it was winter season. Was that when Spy Family came out or was that spring season? Uh, spring is Okay, spy. it was spring season and the joke was like, congratulations, anime fans, you've done it. Your favorite girl is an adult woman for once. Oh my gosh, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought it was really funny. Yeah, uh, yeah I know it's funny, but I'm like, oh gosh. Because your, your is pretty great and uh, I'll, I will admit like voice acting comes into that a lot. Uh, I have a I have a soft spot for characters voiced by uh, Hayamin. Sayori Hayami. Yeah, that's one one of my friends is also a huge fan of her as a seiyu, so we can we can both be like, yes, she is excellent. But anyways, putting that aside, um, yours definitely up there in terms of my favorites. I have it narrowed down to basically f- narrowed down to four. Um, <laughs> yeah, so out of out of all my favorites, though, I think I'd have to pick Shikimori. And I think that's because we get to see the most sides of her that isn't played for a punchline. So Kaguya-sama, we get, you know, love adult Kaguya and we get serious Kaguya. And they're both, you know, two very different things. But it's usually, you know, we see one side and then we cut to the other side and we all laugh. Um, the thing the thing that comes to mind is every time there's like a scene with Fujiwara where Kaguya is again just like exterior very polite very whatever and then interior is like I am going to murder you I hope you die a thousand deaths kind of delivery whereas Shikimori in 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 her titular show we we get that as well but we get both kind of the the cool side and the cute side played perfectly straight perfectly seriously and we get it from oh god what is our what is the guy's name? I can't believe I've forgotten. His name is you. His first name is you. What is what is our MC's last name? Oh, we're going with last names. <laughs> uh yeah, the last name of our of the of the main character in, in Shikimori. It's just Izumi. <laughs> Izumi, thank you. It's his name is you, Izumi. Um like Izumi gets to like he also appreciates like all aspects and and that's part of what makes the show so cute and so wholesome is like they are they are very well suited um for each other as a couple and so how infrequently i think we see that kind of every part of the character is played totally or you know is played totally seriously um and the end result of that is is you know kind of the most adorable thing uh, that I've seen in a while, so that's why that's why she gets my vote. Um, as far as characters that I don't want to win, ah, oh, jeez, it's hard to pick because I'd just be picking out of characters that I haven't seen. Because um, I didn't watch Vanitas, I didn't watch Classroom of the Elite, and I didn't watch uh, Takagi-san. So and that's I'll, fine I'll... if you just don't have like a person because I feel like there's less of a trope of like these characters have like the weird following like like I think there that's, are, that's I how think I felt with the best female boys of like edge lord that would kind of be a sociopath IRL if someone actually emulated these behavior that behavior but like I I don't really yeah, think just... that's the same appeal with the best girl category yeah so I don't I don't think I have a a least favorite because probably it's one of the ones that i i haven't picked as far as like i don't think i'm not sure anya should win i like her though she's neat 
but she doesn't do like just due to the fact that she's a child she doesn't do that much i was gonna say anya probably could beat your if it was just a one-on-one which is really funny to think about i I do think it's funny um yeah which which is why it's like the question of yours even best girl is like kind of hard stopped by not being the best girl in her own show uh but She's the best girl in my heart. I, I also feel like between, let's say, if we go to like Licorice Recoil, we have Takina and Chisato. I feel like Chisato would beat Takina like ten times out of ten if if we had to pair the the user base up. So if if I were to like call how girl Veer is, there's pretty much like four that I think have like the big chance, and then then after that, I have no idea. Um, unfortunately for you, James, I don't think Shikimori is on that four. So just like, I, I, just it, like Betty, it breaks my heart to hear that, but I kind of agree. You're, you're, you're on, you're definitely backing the losing horse, um, in this race. I do that a lot. Yeah, unfortunately <laughs> there's some, uh, unsurprisingly at the same time, sexism in regards to liking Shikimori. I don't know if you guys remember the sort of that the anime and the characters were getting do you guys remember this i guess i know this. yes yes absolutely okay because i have to monitor social media a lot and it was genuinely insane how much shikimori and izumi's like character or like their relationship with each other bothered men about this (laughs) i remember i remember people getting pretty annoyed with izumi i don't remember as much hate necessarily being directed at shikimori oh yeah there was there was equal hate towards shikimori not helped by the fact that uh an anime influencer even was like oh my god she's the most bland perfect girl in existence i hate her so much it was a pretty big influencer who said that as well so <laughs> i feel like bland and doesn't do much can be given to most like stereotypical anime waifus let's be perfectly honest yes i agree i completely disagreed with that influencer's opinion on the matter in fact i kind of had my own thoughts and like uh, theories of why the, uh, certain ones were reacting that way per se but there was a lot of hate happening at all right the- it's time for the anime trending anime beefs podcast <laughs> where Gracie complains about everybody she doesn't like <laughs> bringing back drama mondays let's go i would never <laughs> it, do donkey. something like that i would just i would continue to be vague but i do complain directly to a personal friend so. <laughs> you should complain to us because i think it'd be funny i mean i'll do it after the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure after, after hours, uh, but really... i agree with nick unfortunately i think you're uh backing a losing horse here james <laughs> but like i'd be so happy though if shikimori won like mm-hmm. i would love to be wrong about that i'd be i'd be extremely ecstatic um as for my actual four i mean i feel like it's kind of between if I were to cut it down to like two people, that would be like maybe the most likely, in my opinion. I think it'd be between Chisato and Marin. Um, yeah, I think that those two, I think, have like the biggest appeal between being like the biggest shows of the seasons. Um, Marin, I think, has like a really the popular Genki Blondes. God damn it! <laughs> I know it's it's interesting. I mean, also, if you wanted to throw Nazuna in the mix too, that would also be like a weird similarity i was uh, going to say the competition is probably going to be between Marin, nazuna and chisato so mm-hmm. i mean they're all fine i like them all but they're not my favorite 
Chisato was my favorite, so like I'll give you Chisato is Chisato. No, Chisato is excellent. Like I, I I think between all the voice work, I I think I think Chisato's voice, um, voice actress, I think my favorite uh, performances. She is nominated by our resident um, fluid Japanese speaker uh, for Mm -hmm. good. Vote for it. Vote for her. Uh, but I guess since we're on there, Nick, am I right to guess that Chisato is your pick then for best girl? Yeah, yeah, she's, Chisato would be my pick. Okay, so um, who do you have that wouldn't be your pick then? Uh, anyone else. Really? <laughs> wow! Drawing that line in the sand, okay. If I wanted to be really mean, I would just say, like, not Anya or your. Okay, interesting. But I don't think, that that would be like... Only because if if I were to be like snooty and think that like Spy Family's basic, but I I don't really think that. I just am like, I just I just felt like she saw that it was more interesting as like the character mm-hmm. um, overall. Uh, what else? Like maybe maybe I have like a thing against Kaguya. Like maybe it's just because it's like it's like the third season. I'm like ah, your time is now. Future is now, old man. Is like kind of how I think with of Kaguya sama. But I don't know if that just makes me feel extremely old if I'm saying that Kaguya sama is like already ancient, ancient history. history <laughs> uh, that's a weird thought, though. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's weird to say that. Especially because my immediate response is like, yeah, Kaguya-sama's old. Now let's go watch a show from the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chisato's a good choice. I think yeah, a couple of my other friends would probably pick Chisato as well. Mm-hmm. Why is it that it's actually super funny? So like, Girl of the Year, we got Kei Kurizawa from Kasumi Elite 2 is like also in supporting Girl of the Year at the same time. But also some of them are also in there too. Like John from Kei Vanitas part two i think those mm. are the only two that i think are on best girl and best supporting girl uh that has happened before be super rem, funny if like rem was uh one best girl and best supporting girl of the year so that would be super funny if like they won on both categories which I, that's so no. so unlikely no no okay so now it's my turn <laughs> <I'm sorry. Yeah. laughs> let's go let's have them sweep every category uh, It'll be like that Jeb Bush uh, election. Yeah, everything's Jeb. <laughs> so the Jeb. thing is, best girl of the year always curses me. Our voters decide to like rub it in my face every year because my pick for girl of the year is always second and it drives me nuts. Like They always vote her to be second and then they pick in my opinion, the blandest girl amongst the bunch to be first. And so I would just Okay, which means based on that, first place girl of the year is going to be K from no. Black Two, and no. second place oh, God, is going no. to be is going to be. Uh, ooh, I'm going to try to guess Gracie's favorite. I'm super tempted to just say Akebi, but um, I don't know if that's the case. I just know that Gracie really likes the show. Did I say it, <laughs> or is he still want to guess? Uh, okay. Oh, sh- oh, my guessing. Um. Did 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 he guess correctly? Like yes or no? Well, I, I could do a guess. It's not Akavi. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, because that's what. Because I was like, I don't think he would have guessed. Because like, I don't think Akavi has a chance just from the number of viewers. For, no, for no, the I show. like her, but I wouldn't. Out of yeah. this selection, like I wouldn't vote for her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. I'm like, 
Guys, I, I, I don't think you, I don't think you would pick Marin though. That's why I'm like I don't think you pick first. No, so maybe, I'm not. No, I'm not. Like we you... gotta we gotta play like that game of guess who. It's like guys, do they have black guys, hair? Guys, it's basic and have... simple. I would vote for Chisato. It's it's. Oh, yes. Chisato? Oh. I would a hundred percent vote for Chisato. Um, my second pick would be Nazuna because I do actually think she's an interesting character. I really enjoyed Call of the Night. Really, really enjoyed that anime. So. Uh, so yeah, that would be yeah, my second the choice. Great. Uh, she, like, I know Nazna looks like just a typical waifu, but she is a lot, a lot more than that. She is very complicated. I love her for it. So, uh, but my first pick is Chisato. I actually, my guess, honestly, is that Marin is going to win. I think she, I oh, think yeah. she's just the sealed in winner, but I actually am not huge on her. Like a lot of people are because I think she's too much like a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, I think I, I think there is a lot more depth to be explored for her as a character in the series um, compared to, I don't want to say like compared to everybody else, but um, definitely since Goljo is supposedly the main character of My Dress Up Darling, um, you'd, you'd think though that his, you know, co-star would get would get a little more um she doesn't really guess, get any development say, like, like and and i'm yeah. talking about it from just the first season of what i've seen and she follows the process of every manic pixie dream girl she randomly enters literally flew in into uh she like got pushed and somehow flew uh flew into this guy's life who is very lonely and has like the secret thing that no one else knows and then she immediately encourages him for it and like inspires him to feel more confident about it and then she's always happy with him and she's kind of eccentric and she's bubbly and it's almost like she there's nothing really going on with her everything's about his development like I'm sorry she's a manic pixie dream girl so (laughs) unless Unless yeah. development comes in later, which, you know, by then she won't be. But certainly for the first season alone, she absolutely is. So that in itself immediately makes her more bland to me than um, than the other girls, especially if you're putting her up her up to Nazuna and Chisato, who are very much not Manic Pixie Dream Girls. So <clears throat> especially since Nazuna comes off as a Manic Pixie Dream Girl, except she's totally I was going to say, yeah, exactly. Like, like if you didn't know, it'd been like, <laughs> like Gracie's like, yeah, Nazuna, but then like doesn't like Marin for Manic Pixie Dream Girl. I think if you didn't know call of the night like that almost would have been ironic yes exactly exactly i like it, it is really ironic the two of them look like they both save serve the same purpose but nazuna is nowhere near manic pixie dream girl as like Mari is uh, so that but i know Mari is going to win and chisato's probably going to get second and i'm going to throw a fit <laughs> so <laughs> If if it's happened over and over and over again, when are you just going to resign yourself to this? I kind of have already, to be honest with you. Um, I I just distinctly remember which year what was it? Oh my gosh, I need to look back at the uh, at the results. Let's see, was it twenty twenty? Uh, yes, it was. It was twenty twenty. And oh no, our website. <laughs> no, don't don't mess up now. <laughs> website explode <laughs> my friend tried to vote on his phone and just literally got a wall of text um, uh, i need to wait send that did to... you yeah did you report that i 
He took a screenshot and sent it to me and told me what I, phone it was. I probably so. need to tell them about this as well. This is not good. Um, gosh. It's web dev. I'm terrible at it, so I can't comment. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I'm just like, I find things that's not working, and I need you guys to know it's not working. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay. Do you at least remember the characters? Aside from, like, whatever year okay, it was. Okay, so let's see. Nominees. I'm looking at the nominees. So 2021 nominees were i think it was that was the grumpy year situation actually no was it last year it could have been last year i feel like all right this is where we fade in the elevator music <laughs> oh okay okay so the first year that i basically died was uh was 2020 when Ralph Talia won over Emma, and I was like, I cannot even <laughs> with that result. Emma was second place, and Ralph Talia was first, and I'm like, people, sir, sir, please, like, please have some mercy. Automatically assuming every voter is a guy. And then, um, oh, oh no, I picked this up from Shauna because Shauna, like, every time she's just, like, exasperated, she just calls them sir, even if it's, like, a man. <laughs> and so, um, and so that was the first year. And then after that, I woke up to the amazing news, and by amazing, I mean horrible news, when Mara was just like, uh, good morning, Gracie. <laughs> 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 afford all those plane tickets that'd be so scary though like if you have like you're just like on the the anatrans twitter account you're like yeah this website's dying anyway so like while i still have this big account like y'all are wrong and they're just like that's just the anime trending's like final post ever (laughs) 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 no it's time for the anime trending podcast to uh to do what all the other twitter trolls are doing make our twitter account look exactly like the official account (laughs) buy ourselves a verification check mark <laughs> oh gosh and then uh and then post oh last year as well um so i'm not as like i'm not as against the winner last year but i still thought second place was who should have won it it was last year was miko from miracle chan that won but i definitely thought amelia had the better arc and like the better story and she was second mm-hmm. place so mm-hmm. basically i am I have doomed Chisato to be second place by picking her. So I can't believe you do I'm that really to her, sad Gracie. You, you did this. <laughs> gonna, yeah, you're breaking Nick's heart. I'm, I'm really sad now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's just like it's fate at this point, and there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're gonna find out. We have very little control over it because we all get to vote once. <laughs> we get one vote. In the uh, in the great big pool of everybody else, so you voters need to decide who the best girl and who the best boy are. Don't disappoint us. 
or will be quick. What's the synonym for disappointed? All right. I think that wraps up our, uh, our favorites and least favorites. And so with that, we will see you next time. I mean, vote, go out and vote. That's what's the important thing. Um, because we can only vote once each. And we've told you who we're voting for and who we're not voting for. So if you agree with us, you should vote for who we voted for. And if you disagree with us, you should vote for somebody else. And if you really want to make me laugh, you should make it so that Chisato comes in second. Because then I'll laugh. Because I don't have skin in this game anymore, apparently. Since I back a losing horse. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, here's the thing. I wouldn't be upset if Shikamori won, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that, that'd be the only... I'd be happy just as much if, if Chisato or Shikimori won. Well, there we go. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. If you are interested in getting more information and updates on the podcast, you can follow us on at AnyTrendsPod, uh, which is our official podcast Twitter account. If you want to follow me and my bad anime takes, you can find me at, at Konochioda. Uh, Nick? Yeah, you plug anything. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter while it's still going. Um, I don't post anything, but you can follow me at Nico the Neko. Um, I sometimes I I basically have been just retweeting nothing but uh, <laughs> which on the Holy Night posts. So you should play that game. It's really good. Oh my god! All right, Gracie. Um. Uh, I don't really have a closing statement. <laughs> listen to Girl Taku. <laughs> All right, listen to Girl Taku. We talk about great topics. You get to be in the know with Girl Talk. Girl Talk is fun, especially Otaku Girl Talk. Okay, that's it. <laughs> oh my god. You mentioned that at the beginning of the episode that you record on both shows. It's only been like an hour. Look, look, I overwhelmed with the thought that Chisato would be second (laughs) and I've been lamenting about it in my head so alrighty well thanks so much everybody we'll see you next time bye everyone